0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Magic Kingdom. To all who come to this happy place, welcome to Uncovering Disney Magic. My name is Zach and I'm here with my wife Rachel. She's a travel agent with the company Small World Big Fun, where they make big fun easy. She specializes in Disney destinations all around the world. Together, we have a combined 50-plus trips to Disney destinations. So now we invite you to sit back, relax, and let us help you uncover the magic.
1: Welcome to episode 13 of our podcast. This is episode 1 of Uncovering Disney Magic, but it is episode 13 of what is what was formerly known as my Magical Travel Information Series. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, we would like to take a moment to introduce ourselves. For those of you that are not new to the podcast, we'll talk to you in a minute. My name is Rachel, and this is my husband, Zach.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: We have been married for almost two years now. We live in Ohio, and we love all things Disney. That's really kind of how our relationship started. So, like I mentioned, uh, the name of our podcast was previously my Magical Travel Information Series, but we wanted to make it more easily accessible to people on the hunt for Disney information. So, here we are, and here you are. Welcome. I am a travel agent for the company Small World Big Fun. I am a complimentary travel agent for Disney destinations around the world. So if you'd like to follow along for some information about Disney, I would suggest that you take a moment and follow my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis, T-I-L, B is in Victor, E-S, Small World, Big Fun. That link is always in the notes section of the podcast if you're looking for it. So go like it right now. All
0: right. So we're not going to go through that intro every single time. Um, we normally start off with mousekeeping, and I'm going to go on with that right now. Um, so not too much going on. Uh, in this episode, Um, but we'll start out. There are a ton of Disney destination discounts available right now. Uh, There are room discounts available in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. There's 50% off your deposit on Disney Cruise Line package and $3 off select packages when you travel with Adventures by Disney, just to name a few.
1: All of those are located on my Facebook page. Go find them.
0: So there's also still time to book a trip for spring break. I know that's coming up very soon, but there are... A ton of rooms and a ton of availability uh, left for all destinations. On the flip side, for those of you who are not yet in the loop, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening in Disneyland this summer and in Walt Disney World in the fall. Availability for that is is slimming itself in anticipation. So get on that if you're if you're hoping to go in the second half or fourth quarter of two thousand nineteen. That note is a good lead into today's topic episode. Uh, and it's managing crowds in Walt Disney World. We wanted to bring this up now because spring break season is around the corner, but that definitely applies to when new lands open, a race weekend, 4th of July, or the Thanksgiving through New Year's season as well. So Christmas.
1: Yeah, we didn't really say technically episode 13 is managing crowds at Walt Disney World. Right. So here we <laughs> go. Sorry, skip that part. Okay. Tip number one, arrive early and be willing to stay late. So arrive at Walt Disney World parks about an hour before rope drop and ride your favorite rides in the first hour or two before the lines get really long. The exception to this is if the park has morning extra magic hours and you are staying off site, try to gather that information before you go and pick another park if you can. Um, Rope drop is something I see on Facebook that people are like, what's rope drop? I don't know what that means rope drop is the park officially opening so if it opens at nine there's a celebration of opening
0: right they (laughs) may get characters involved or something like that (laughs) and that's
1: yeah and that's when the park officially opens so if you get there about an hour before they kinda of let people trickle in and you can be kind of at the front of the line when that happens. That's one, like a perfect example of that is on a random Tuesday, if you don't have a fast pass to Flight of Passage, you rope drop the ride.
0: Right, and I know especially the, one of the bigger ones that's going on right now is at Hollywood Studios with Toy Story. Um, most most days that park opens at nine, but they have been known recently, especially with since Toy Story is open, to let people in early so if you do get there an hour ahead of time it's not like you're going to be waiting there for an hour yeah
1: maybe you wait um, for a half hour it's, it's
0: been around 8 30 or 8 40 where they start letting people in and back on the ride there have been people that that get on the ride before the park even opens
1: so i also mentioned extra magic hours extra magic hours is a benefit to guests staying on property at a disney world resort it, it's usually like if the park opens at 9, extra magic hours are from 8 to 9. But that gives you access to, I think, ev- mostly everything.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, um, it's it's everything except for just a few shows here and there. But yeah, it's it's about everything. So
1: if you're staying on property, take advantage of the extra magic hours because people that aren't staying on property can't get into the park yet. They do check. They do scan your magic bands. And if you're like me and you walk around looking guilty all the time, they stop you in the middle of the park and ask to see on your magic band because it's just what I do. So, take advantage of that most definitely and if you have night owls in your party, take advantage of the late night extra magic hours. During the busiest times of the year, park hours are often extended. So, this is a great way to get the most out of your visit. Like I said, especially if you have night owls, stay out as late as you can because a little bit cooler, a little bit less crowded, and you can get a couple more things accomplished than you would necessarily in the, in the heat of the day.
0: Right, and going on, tip number two is to make fast passes as soon as your reservation allows. So guests staying on property can make fast passes for shows and attractions uh, 60 days in advance and can book for your entire uh, stay. So if your trip starts on the 2nd of March and goes until... The 6th of march just throwing it out there you can book uh, 60 days prior to march 2nd for your entire trip uh, guests staying not on property can book 30 days out but you can only book one day at a time
1: huge advantage right during busy season is to stay on property
0: so using that information uh, an extra secret tip is to book more more difficult fast passes so like flight of passage and Slinky Dog Dash at the end of your trip because there are less people that are able to book at that time.
1: Yeah, that's like an extra super secret tip. You heard it here first, it's not really true, but that's a really good, that's a really important one. Tip number three is deciding if park hopping is a good idea for your travel party. So this could go either way depending on the family because on one hand, it gives you a break to transfer from one park to the other, either sit down on the bus, chill out on the monorail for a little bit, but on the other hand, if you park hop and then a park fills to capacity, you won't be able to get back in. So that's a really personal tip based on the priorities of your family. If you're not really concerned or if you just can't handle it anymore, you're like, I got to get out of here, you can. All
0: right. So tip number four is to know your family priorities. So we suggest picking three things and making them the priority throughout the day. Um, When parks are full, it's difficult to get a ton accomplished, but if you do have your three priorities and you want to make sure you get them done, uh, put those to your front of the list and then everything after that is pretty much a bonus. So if your primary goal is to see the New Year's Eve fireworks, uh, don't wait until 3pm to try to get to the park and then go on a bunch of rides and then expect to get a great spot uh, to see the fireworks at the end of the day. Uh, so, yeah, just know know your priorities and make a realistic goal to achieve them.
1: So, for our new listeners, you will learn that we talk about food a lot. We like to eat. So, tip number five is eat a big breakfast and a big dinner. This is something that we do kind of all the time, regardless of if the crowds are yep. are big or not. Um, but at lunchtime, quick service restaurants can have super long lines, sometimes lines even longer than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So if you have a bigger breakfast and you're willing to just snack at a kiosk either on a turkey leg or a pretzel or just walking around the countries and you can grab something at a kiosk really fast, it saves you a ton of time and frustration waiting for lunch because you're kind of already a little bit hangry and now you need to eat but you have to wait in line forever, not ideal.
0: Right, and another thing I I literally just thought of right now um, that we can add to that is if you're trying to eat a quick service lunch or dinner or even breakfast, you can now order on the app. So you can order your food ahead of time and then they have a special pickup window that you're able to pick it up at. Um, but that'll save you lots of time. I know, as Rachel said, the lines do get long, especially around lunchtime at the quick service places.
1: And when it rains. So,
0: so if, you, if, you can, <laughs> if you can place an order while you're waiting at line uh, for, a, for a different ride or something, you could save a lot of time by doing that. So, tip number six is to know the show schedules, um, especially the ho- the special holiday versions of parades and stage shows. They draw large crowds because they are so specific and infrequent. Uh, in, in, in um, so, you want to save time and by getting a good viewing spot. So, get there a little early. Um, sometimes, even up to an hour, maybe even longer before, especially like something like the New Year's Eve fireworks, Fourth of July fireworks. Or the Christmas or Halloween parades. So those are probably the biggest things. Um, so give yourself plenty of time to get there.
1: Yeah, when, when Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom first came out, we were there on our honeymoon. And it was like six weeks old maybe?
0: Yeah, maybe. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it too, too.
1: And we seriously, I think they started at 9. And we got there at 7.45 and just sat down. Because they're like we we were gonna go in. We went to dinner and we were gonna go in and do some other stuff, but we saw how many people were already like camped out waiting for it. So I guess a a tip to kind of go along with this one is to to gauge the crowd a little bit. If people are, I mean, there's always gonna be people there waiting, but if there are lots of people congregating, maybe join the crowd. If you're like mm, no, it's okay, then maybe try to go do something else and then come back. But If you want a prime viewing location, you have to be patient and you have to camp out early. Tip number seven, and I have a really funny story about this, even though this is not funny, this is very serious. Review your safety plan. So regardless of age, it's easy to get separated in a crowd. It's important to have a plan for if and when that happens. With adults, obviously it's a lot easier because you just go sit on a park bench until you can call or text and figure out where the other people are. But with children, We don't have any children, but it must be absolutely terrifying to lose your children, especially in that sea of people. So make a plan based on the ages of your children. If they're young, we've seen those leashes in the parks. Um, I've seen like custom water rub-on tattoos that have a phone number, but something as simple as writing your phone number with a Sharpie and then covering it with a liquid clear Band-Aid works just as well. A little known fun fact, is magic bands can help find a child that his or her parent is associated with. So if cast members see a child wandering around and they're like, hey, he lost, <laughs> what's going on? They can scan the magic band and your name and phone number and reservation will show up. And then they can get a hold of you as long as you enter that information into your My Disney Experience account. So make sure that you have that in there, especially if you're traveling with children. Because, obviously, that's really important. So, the, yeah, they're able to scan the band and figure it out. So, this leads me to a, a funny story. So, you and I had just started dating. We've been dating for, like, five years and a little bit. And my it was me, my mom, my dad, and my little sister. She's two years younger than I am. So, I was 19, and she was 17. And it was right before the castle show started at, at Magic Kingdom. And so the lights go down and the castle show starts when my sister and I take off to go take a video of the beginning of the castle show. And my dad goes berserk. Like he, So he calls me and I answer. And I didn't really think like I knew we were not together, but I was with my sister and I'm in college for crying out loud. So he calls me. He's like, where are you? I can't see you this isn't okay and I'm like I'm in college (laughs) like this is ridiculous so keep that in mind even though like your children might be totally grown in college age or something tensions are still high like it's still there's still a lot of people you're still in a sea of people and people still care about you so be a little bit generous and we actually did get into a big family argument in the middle of Magic Kingdom after that because we got back and he's like, my phone only has 10% battery left. And we're like, okay. Because, you know, my mom doesn't have a cell phone or anything and we're not grown. So, just a little story that made me think of that as I was writing that tip. I'm really sorry it wasn't super great. Go ahead. (laughs) Alright.
0: So, hard to finish off after that one. So, tip number eight. And this is a this is a pretty good one, and it can't. It should. Well, if we were ranking them in order, this would be a little higher. Um, but it's to take a break from the parks. So it's always good to choose a resort that has a good pool, or even if you stay at a resort that has a a spa at it. But to well, get even out, if you yeah, don't. even if you don't, just it's. I guess it's fine. Yeah, get out and get out of the park around probably around lunchtime or after lunch. And it's... it's well... It, it goes into, like, the hottest part of the day, too. So you can use it for multiple things. But I, I guess my suggestion is, is is get to the park early during the day. Um, do some stuff. Go on all the rides. And then the park gets really the busiest around between noon and four, I would guess. And then once the parade lets out afterwards, especially at Magic Kingdom, I think the, the, the crowds die down a, a little bit. So... My suggestion is go go to the pool, go relax a little bit, take a nap, and then go back later at night whenever the, the um, I guess the heat has died down a little bit, the, the crowds have died down a little bit. But that would be my suggestion for that.
1: I would also kind of take it the opposite direction. If you're going to be there for a while and you know that you have a couple days, maybe, and I think we've talked about this before, do like... Park day, park day, rest day. Right. Park day, you know, park day, rest day. And just kind of, yeah, we did actually talk about that. It was a whole episode. Yep. But just to kind of take a breather, don't feel like you need to get up and be on your schedule. Maybe do something, do something, but you don't yeah, have it, to. Be you by don't want to
0: people. be on day four or day five and just completely worn down. Um, give yourself a break. I mean, you're there to enjoy it. So recover and get back at it the next day or later at night. Whoop.
1: All right, tip number nine is see the fireworks from outside the parks. So there are two nighttime spectaculars that you can see from outside the parks. Um, Happily Ever After, which is the nighttime spectacular at Magic Kingdom, and Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, you can see at Epcot. Should we have a moment of silence for that?
0: No, not yet. Still haven't announced the date.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that another day, I guess. So if you're looking to see the Happily Ever After Nighttime Spectacular, you can watch the fireworks from the beach at the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian, Um, I think Fort Wilderness is one as well, just anywhere kind of outside. One of the other things that I think is really cool about this is you can watch from your resort. So if you have a theme park view room, you can see the Nighttime Spectacular from in your room. So they have a channel on the TV the, the, that plays yeah. the music as it's happening. I'm sure there's like a three-second delay or whatever, but as it's happening in the production. So you can listen to the music and still watch the fireworks, and I think that's a really cool option, especially, I'll tell you, if you have young children, that's a really good option. If you're like, I'm not dealing with the crowds, post fireworks. Yeah, One you other? Can watch
0: the fireworks and you're in bed 10 minutes later. Yeah.
1: And another thing that I just thought of right now, I worked with a family that just came home from traveling, and their son had a lot of um, sensory issues, and fireworks were out of the question for them, and that that was a good option for, you know, we can see it, but we can't hear it, and, you know, that's a safe alternative for their family, so that might be something that works for you or somebody that you know as well.
0: Right, and so wrapping it up. Oh no,
1: we didn't talk about elimination you can also see illuminations from the war block or from the yacht and beach club That's all. we're really, really awkward
0: <laughs> so wrapping it up i'm gonna lump uh two together uh 10 and 11 uh first off 10 is to just to be flexible um have a plan but be willing to roll with the punches i guess Uh, Check in with your group and your family every so often. Make sure everybody's still having fun, not getting worn down, um, and even not feeling too overwhelmed. It's also important to make sure everybody stays fed and hydrated. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. I mean, nobody wants to be hangry while at Disney World. All right, so last but not least, tip number 11 is just to pack your patience. Disney can be crowded, but the experience is worth it. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Have fun.
1: Yeah, so I guess one thing that we want to kind of differentiate a little bit is, to me, there's a difference between being crowded and being busy. So one of the questions that I get asked very, with, I mean, almost every time I interact with a person is, when's a not busy time to go to Disney World? Well, unfortunately, and fortunately for Disney, they have done a tremendous job of keeping the flow of people year round. I mean, it used to kind of be there were slow seasons and prime seasons and whatever, and now there's something going on all the time. So, it's really just a matter of finding something that fits your your schedule and your family preferences to make it worth dealing with people. And I guess these these tips are more for the 8, 9 or 10 out of 10 New Year's Eve. 4th of July, race weekends, you know, things things that really attract crowds in just a really high intense, maybe one or two day action experience. So, that's important to note, I guess, as well. So, just a couple of other things. I guess these are really important as well for my notes. These conditions are not for everybody. Um, I do work with family sometimes who I know, like firemen or police officers, they don't like crowds at all. You know, they just are not comfortable. And that's perfectly understandable. So that's why when you work with somebody who really gets to know your family and understand your preferences and your concerns, I can make the recommendation, hey, if you really aren't comfortable here, maybe we stay away from Fourth of July weekend or something like that. Um it's also really important to remember that these times of year really fill up very fast so if you want to be there during a busy time it's really important to book early especially like we mentioned at the beginning with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening um, we don't have any dates for that obviously but they're coming and it's the availability is pretty low just kind of as is so when you mix Possibility of Star Wars coming with something like Christmas or New Year's Week, it's busy and it's gonna be busy. So it's really important that you take action now. Yeah.
0: Anything
1: else? That's all I got. Alright, so that's all we have. It's a pretty short episode for us today. Be sure to join us again in two Wednesdays for a really exciting super secret announcement that we have coming usually at the end of episodes we'll announce what the next episode is but we don't want to tell you what this one is because it's super exciting and we want you to be super excited as as it's happening so thank you so much for joining us if there's anything that we can do to answer any questions um please post them in the comments wherever you're listening Please rate and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen. And we would really love to hear some feedback. So if you like something, if you don't like something, if you'd like us to talk about something that we haven't already or explain it better, we would be happy to do so. So, is that it?
0: That's
1: it. Happy episode 13 slash episode number one of Uncovering Disney Magic. Have a great day, guys. For more information about booking your vacation, please send me an email at rachel at smallworldbigfun.com or sending me a message on my Facebook page. Rachel Tilvis, Small World, Big Fun. Have a magical day!